Trade Square is Australia's first business-to-business marketplace connecting people, brands and organisations into this diverse ecosystem in a unique global landscape. Through pivoting, transforming and reshaping, Australian businesses have an opportunity to create the model for the future that aligns with the world's needs and leveraging the power of a collaborative approach. Through the Trade Square podcast, we will bring together dynamic, diverse and thought-provoking leaders from business, government and organisations to have conversations to further enable new thinking for the future. Welcome to Trade Square, Australia's leading business-to-business marketplace. I'm Catherine Vandermeulen and joining me today to chat about enabling Australian business growth through marketing and strategic partnerships is Simone Novello, founder of partner to grow How are you, Simone? I'm good, Kath. How are you? Very well, thank you. So the million-dollar starting question, who is Simone Novello? In as small a nutshell as possible. <laughs> uh, I say these days I'm a rehabilitated ex-corporate. So by that I mean that my love of my family and the planet triumphed over my love of money. Um, I came from the financial services world and I did a a big pivot in my career. So I spent the earlier part of my career in large-scale loyalty programs and now I live in the Blue Mountains and I am transitioning my property as an eco-demonstration site and I've moved right into the eco space Um, but still very firmly rooted in my love of partnerships right back from my corporate days and even more excitingly into where they have incredible relevance nowadays. And I guess bringing those two worlds together, the eco world and the partnership world. So we'll definitely be exploring that in this conversation today. So tell us about your original call to adventure to starting Partner to Grow. So I had spent uh, about 10 years in the corporate world working in large-scale loyalty programs. Uh, So I had the opportunity to see smaller innovative organisations coming to the likes of a Commonwealth Bank um, and looking to partner. And we also obviously partnered with, you know, lots of big guys like Meyer and David Jones and uh, Mobile and all those kinds of big retailers. But we also were very interested in partnering with smaller businesses that had a unique value proposition uh, like uh, Roses Only, for example. So, It was really interesting to see the power of partnerships. Obviously, I saw what a a partnership with this kind of um, organisation could do for a small business, uh, both in a good way and a bad way. You've got to be careful about how quickly you grow when you partner. So there's quite a few things to consider. Um, It can certainly grow a business very quickly and you've got to make sure you can manage the growth. I I then went into my own entrepreneurial ventures uh, and I saw the partnerships from a different perspective. Um, I worked on the retail side. I worked with a number of clients. And I guess after seeing partnerships from that 360-degree point of view, I became increasingly interested in uh, building partnership capability because people came to me a lot asking me to make an introduction. But what I quickly realised was that it wasn't about the introduction. You, You really, when you know what you're doing in partnerships and you have that capability, opening the doors is not the hard part. The hard part is actually building a partnership that delivers mutual value. Um, So really it was about making sure that 
one or both organisations, basically the more the more organisations that have the partnership capability, the more likely that those partnerships are meant, uh, will be successful. So I then started Partner to Grow, which became increasingly focused on building partnership capability. Um, originally, it was consulting in partnerships, and then I developed a proprietary framework, which I had identified as being consistently um, what led to a successful outcome when it comes to partnerships and also what attracted some, some really exciting partnerships by activating a partner radar, building a reputation for being partner friendly and, um, and making sure that you um, follow through in a certain way when it comes to your partnerships, which inevitably attracts more partners uh, and better partners as you grow. So partner to grow really then focused on, on, you know, that kind that side of things. And, and it was from building the partnership capability that we were then able to negotiate um, open doors and, and introduce much more successful partnerships going forward. So Simone, what are some of the key attributes in developing strategic and marketing partnerships? The best way to remember it is there are three golden rules. So the most important thing is that you have to see a win-win. So if you can see a win for yourself, but you can't see how your partner's going to win in a partnership, then it, it's pretty difficult to go in there and, and effectively get their attention. Um, so all businesses are pretty stretched and very focused on what they're trying to achieve. So it's really important that you understand where the win-win is um, not only from your perspective, but very much what's in it for the partner. So that would be number one. The second one is making sure you've got aligned an aligned target market, um, whether it's your existing target market or a target market you're wanting to grow into. Uh, it's very important that you understand the target market that your partner serves. So generally speaking, it's not the bigger the partner, the better. It's actually the more aligned the target market, um, the better the partnership. So that's a really important one. And the third one is the values alignment. So you really want to make sure that you have aligned values and they don't have to be the same, but it means that if you are a very ethical business, you don't want to be partnering with an unethical business. Uh, if you are a very entrepreneurial business and you're partnering with a very conservative business, you really need to evaluate how that partnership's going to work. Otherwise, it can be very slow and frustrating uh, if you uh, really can't get anywhere with a partner or if you don't trust or um, respect the way that they approach business. So it's just very important that you evaluate those things. And it's the intersection of those three things that will actually give you a sweet spot of partnerships. Now, as we know, the world has been a changing landscape, particularly over the last 12 months and an ever-evolving one. How have resilient, dynamic and resourceful individuals really played a key role in working towards transforming Australian businesses? Look, there's, there have been a lot of people uh, in Australia that I think are doing some extraordinary things in partnerships. There, I've been monitoring the, the move in partnerships and, and the value in partnerships that are at a C-suite level uh, and, and how it's trending. And, you know, really the majority of smaller businesses either have or have attempted partnerships. Um, so they really do. And they find that referrals and, and strategic and marketing partnerships are the most uh, valuable way to grow a business. So I think that most innovative people who are in business understand the value of collaboration and partnerships. Um, the, as an example of uh, someone that I met recently that I was very impressed with 
a woman called Alison Price from Soil Cyclers. She uh, is in the construction industry, uh, so she's already a, uh, you know, a forward uh, mover and shaker in terms of gender equality being in a very male-dominated industry. Uh, and she is in the soil field, so obviously it's an engineering field. She's not an engineer. Um, and early on, she identified an opportunity to rehabilitate soil on construction sites. And that was something that came about from her relationship with the scientist. And, uh, and she's now won numerous awards with the UN uh, and with UN Women and, you know, in a number of other fields where, you know, her technology, her innovation and her approach to business is not only uh, saving these construction companies a lot of money, it's also way better for the environment in rehabilitating that soil and reusing it on site and having good soil um, to regrow after a construction project is completed. So, you know, there are numerous examples of people like that who are really shaking up Australian business. And, uh, and I think it's, Australia is probably one of the more progressive countries when it comes to collaborations and partnerships. And so what's a key message that you are super passionate about that you are advocating and championing? I think it's extremely, you know, we live in a time now more than ever. I mean, partnerships have been an incredibly powerful way to do business, you know, since I've certainly been in business. So, you know, definitely over the last uh, 20, 25 years, there's been a rise in partnerships and, and I have never seen a return on investment as um, impressive as what you see through partnerships. So, it, you know, my key message is that really relying on collaboration and sharing knowledge and resources is probably one of the key ways that you can turn any vision into reality. And we live in a time now where we have, you know, many, many, many wicked problems and challenges, and it's an exciting time to be alive. Um, and, you know, I think for anyone from WWF, um, you know, to the UN, uh, it's really, I think it's really critical that people have partnership capability and a collaborative mindset when they look at how they're going to um, grow their businesses and how they're going to create sustainable businesses that, you know, really look at. I think more than ever, you, you cannot ignore the fact that um, the planet health is extremely important in business health. So it, it's looking at it in a very integrated way and we can't be experts in everything. So it, it stands to reason that partnerships are the best way to tap into the knowledge and resources that we don't have and also to be able to pivot when uh, we're getting thrown these unexpected challenges like uh, the pandemic uh, and like the extreme weather events that we've seen more than ever. We need ways to uh, bounce back quickly and better and I think partnerships are the best way to do that. Absolutely. And so what are some of the hot topics at the moment under discussion in the Partner to Grow office? So I have been very busy working on my own partnership program. Um, so as I mentioned, we, we live in the Blue Mountains, so we're certainly in an area where we're very familiar with extreme weather. And, uh, and I saw, I actually, I guess using my own methodology, I identified having run my own property as a short-term rental while we were away from my partner's project. Uh, not only did I really enjoy it, we, we ran the property as a, an eco holiday rental, um, but it really identified for me that the short-term rental um, industry was an excellent distribution channel for the eco agenda. It was not only a great way to help hosts 
create a more cost-effective and comfortable um, environment for their guests. It's also a terrific way to inspire people when they're in a relaxed and receptive state um, to to be more eco-friendly and create more resilient and comfortable and cost-efficient homes to run um, that are actually way more enjoyable as well. So, so I'm busy working on my own partner program and uh, a business called Blue Mountains Eco. And, uh, and that's really well aligned with the area we live in where it's aligned with the, the local council's strategic planning statement on becoming a leading eco destination. Uh, and they've built some ter- um, terrific partnerships with universities to create a planetary health centre up here as well. So it's going to be a great place to be educated um, in resilience and sustainability and living in a more eco-friendly way. So, so that's actually dr- taking up a lot of my time uh, rather than my usual partnership work. <laughs> so that's quite exciting. It's nice to be able to do it for myself. <laughs> and so what are some of the ways that you as a woman are actively challenging the status quo? Well, I have to say that being uh, in the building industry uh, and, and doing this renovation at home, it's quite a male-dominated industry. So it's been a steep learning curve for me. Uh, and also I think there's more women in sustainability, um, but definitely being in a more male-dominated industry and looking to bring a breath of fresh air into that industry from um, you know, a more feminine perspective, I think collaboration is probably more naturally a, a feminine characteristic. And, and looking at how we look at our properties and approach them in a way more integrated way. So I think having that big picture view and considering um, the whole picture and everything that sits inside that and starting it really at the heart centre, which is how do we want to live and how do we want to enjoy our lives at home? And I think women you know, are traditionally very good at that, but moving into this uh, world of construction and renovation and the building industry and looking at how we can do it better um, in that area. So I think that's that's my new agenda is to disrupt the construction industry, <laughs> the residential construction industry. And so over the last few weeks, Trade Square has really been focused on celebrating amazing women for International Women's Day and the theme around choosing to challenge how do you choose to challenge in your world? Uh, I think I challenge the patriarchy at every opportunity and I challenge the traditional growth economy at every opportunity. So I have uh, some very wealthy friends from my time in financial services who see the world from a different lens and, and from within a certain bubble um, my partner grew up in a, a very, you know, traditional gender role household, and I guess you know he, he works in construction, so he see he saw the world from a, a certain lens, um, and it's understandable that that you know everybody grows up with a certain lens, and and I have I guess challenged it by presenting um, the argument and moving out of I guess my own bubbles and and becoming more familiar with you know, a broader perspective of how the world really works and and what we need to do to move away from a patriarchy that's that's really not supporting the world in the best way. Um, and to give you a, a you know an anecdote from Lynn Twist, she talks about the bird of humanity and the bird of humanity's had a very active um, masculine wing 
And because that wing's been overworked and the feminine wing's been quite underused, the bird of humanity is flying around in circles. <laughs> and so it's really about, you know, bringing the females um, and the women in the world uh, to gender equality so that we can use that other wing and bring humanity forward. So that's what she talks about. And I, I think it's a great way to visualise it and uh, picture what we need to be doing. So I think part of that is looking at how we can change some traditional industries, but also, the tr you know, the different mindsets. And I think by taking on that role of looking at how you can influence um, even one individual around you by presenting a different perspective and challenging uh, a narrow lens, I think it's a great way for us to create more understanding and connection across um, you know, what needs to happen in the world from a more integrated point of view. Well, thank you so much, Simone, for sharing your world and sharing how enabling Australian business growth through marketing and strategic partnerships and particularly around collaboration and being able to shine a light on that for the world of Trade Square. My pleasure. Thanks for inviting For more information on Trade Square, head to www.tradesquare.com.au and support Australian business economic recovery and growth with a collaborative approach to the future of business. Mm -hmm.